Welcome back to another episode of A Woman Redefined. We're so excited to have you here today. Welcome, welcome. Hello, everyone. On today's episode, Allie and I are going to talk a little bit about redefining our relationships with our kids as they get older. As you may recall from a couple of our episodes, I have two teenage kids at home and then six bonus kids ranging in age 16 to 32, and then my two are 14 and 16, looking through redefining those relationships as they become adults. And Allie's daughter, Lizzie, is 21 and a senior in college this year. Yes, I have only one. It's so interesting to parent as your kids become like their own person. It's really interesting. I've, I go back to a place and I always go back to this place in different, different years of I've had friends over the years when our, our kids were very young. I've had different people, different friendships where People were so like uh, sad all the time at the thought of their children getting older. And I used to think there was something wrong with me because I didn't feel that way. And I was like, well, does that mean that I don't love my child? Because I'm not sad at the thought of her getting older. I'm actually elated about it. I'm, I'm excited to see the person she becomes. I'm excited to meet her future self because I want to know who that person is. I want to, Mm -hmm. I want to see like, you know, watching her as a little girl and she was so curious and she was so independent as a little girl and always complaining by herself and always wanting to do little things for herself and outgoing and thinking to myself, gosh, where's this going to go years from now? How is this going to play into who she is? And so I, I, I always found excitement in watching year after year of the changes. I don't know if you feel that way too, but or anyone, anyone of our listeners feels that way. But I've, I've always felt that way. And now that she's 21 and about to graduate college and our conversations revolve around her moving to New York and getting her job, landing her dream job. And wow, sometimes I have to step away and think, am I talking to my, I mean, am I talking to my little girl right now? Because it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to swallow the conversations, even though I'm excited about them. There's those moments once in a while where I'm like, oh, this is hard. This is hard. And we had a moment a few days ago, we were driving in the car. So she's in Key West for her break with me. And we were driving in the car and (laughs) sorry, I had to laugh because when Lizzie was little, now I don't know if Lydia used to do this. I don't know if boys do this, but I know all the girls used to do this when they were younger. So I don't know if Lydia and her friends used to do this, but they would have, there was this phase at some point in the middle school, like late middle school, like freshman high school year where they were like, I'm going to have 2.5 kids and I'm going to name them this, 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 and my husband's going to be this. And I'm like, really? Yeah. It's just amazing that you have that so macked out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to dance to this song at my wedding. And so we're in the car the other day and she's like, mom, I found the song. This is the song I'm going to dance to at my wedding with my dad. There's, you know, and if he doesn't like it, then he's not getting the dance. And I'm like, oh, okay, so what's the song? And she plays the song for me. 
and I start crying in the car. And she's like, mom, it's a really good song, but I mean, come on, it's not like that emotional. And I was like, I wasn't even listening to the song. And I was remembering from the episode we did on single parenting, where I mentioned that when her dad took her to the movies for the first time when she was almost nine, and he was and he was crying. He told me, and I said, "Well, it's animation. What are you crying about?" He's like, "I never watched the movie," and that's how I felt in this moment. I was like, "I never listened to the song." I my head was going oh my God, she's talking about her wedding. And at some point I'm going to be giving her over to a purse to this man who's going to have to take my job, which means he's going to have to do the job of caring for her and loving her and protecting her and managing her crazy and all her stuff. And then what? And even talking about it to you, like our listeners can't see this, but my eyes are like welling up. Like it's, I'm so it's causes so much emotion in me at the thought of like that role. It never goes away. We're mom forever. But the thought of like, Oh my God, she's going to get married one day. And her life goes with someone else. Like there's a, it changes. These are the phases we're talking about is redefining parenting as our kids get older. What does it look like? Right. And I think, you know, what you're really saying, and I, you know, I, I can feel that emotion coming from you is adjusting to your role changing when Lizzie gets married, right? Like you're no yes. longer going to be that first person she calls no. when she wants to go through something. You're no longer going to be that first person because that's, you know, your dream is that her partner becomes that person right. that she does. And you might be her second call. And so learning that new role, and it's so funny, I watched that happen with Tom and his kids too, right? Like he's learning his new role. Um, You know, he talks about now with our kids, we're really just guides for them at this Mm -hmm. point. Like we have to have faith in what we've, we've instilled in them, the values that we hope they carry into adulthood, our teens, and that we can just guide them to make good decisions, but they're all going to have to have the consequences of their choices, whether they're good or bad. And I see he does the same with his adult kids, right? Like he listens to them and he's that person they bounce ideas to, but he really lets them kind of navigate their way through life. And he just, that role changes. And I think for you, it's that idea of you and Lizzie have had this just amazing connection, you know, in their entire life. And you're going to have to share that. And sharing's hard. You know, I'm a pretty good sharer when it comes to my food and I'm a pretty good sharer of my stuff and my space even, but of my only kid and being the single, you know, the, the sole physical being for her for all these years, I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to even picture what that is like to, to, to think that somebody's going to come along you know, maybe soon, maybe in a couple of years, that's going to come along and, and that's going to be the number one person all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to learn how to share that space with her and mm-hmm. uh, it, with, with him. And you're right. I may not be the first call. Mm-hmm. And hard. that will be that. Yeah, it's hard to think about. But, but it's, it's an interesting topic. And I'm so glad we talk about it because, and I, and I, I want to say to all of our listeners, hey, moms, hey, dads, um, could you send us your information? You know, drop stuff 
in our Facebook page, A Woman Redefined. We'd love to hear your comments. Reach out to us through our Facebooks, our Instagrams, um, the show notes. We want to hear like your moments as your kids kids got older. How do you how did you redefine the relationship you have with them from from the teenage years to the college years to then them getting married? That's the real big piece for me is like what happens in that phase that that really changes. And I I love and cherish the dad relationships, but I've been a single mom, so I'm really I really feel and want to learn that position as a mom because that's my role has been a lot of mom and dad too. Right. Right. So, but even the conversations that have come up right now, Tanya, Oh my God. Like we have conversations and I think do other moms have these conversations with their daughter, 21 year old daughters. Like are are people having these conversations at, you know, sitting, having lunch. Like you hope, they are, you know, one of the things I really tried to do with my daughter a little bit differently than my mom did was try to be a little bit more open about sexuality. Yes. I think partly because I love this generation because they talk about love is love is love. And it we're no longer defined to a man has to love a woman. A woman has to love a man. It's yeah. much more fluid. And I love that. I love that too. I, I love that so much. But I'm also like redefining my relationship with my daughter on talking about some of the things that you just don't know until you're in a relationship with someone about things you need to do and how important communication is with your partner when you're starting to get intimate and having some of those tough conversations with both my kids about sex and consent and how you can change your mind and how when they change your mind you stop and every person has a right to change their mind and just over and over and over having those conversations as embarrassing and awkward as they are they are are awkward no really continuing to just mention that and just some of the conversations I've had to have with my kids in the last couple years nobody preps you for no. For these conversations. No. There's no book on what to expect when you have a teenage daughter or what to expect when your daughter goes off to college. Uh, you know, we spend so much time prepping parents to get ready for the younger years that we don't always necessarily spend time talking about how to get ourselves prepped for when they become adults or when they become almost adults. And it's just it's such a different, like my love for them. Like, you know, you were talking about dancing with, with Lizzie playing her song. I remember when Tom and I got married, one of the things I really wanted to do was to have a special song to dance with my son with. Like my kids walked me down the aisle and I, I get teary thinking about this, but we the song we danced to cue all day was just so anxious about when our dance was going to be because he just wanted that so much. And even when I look back at our pictures of us dancing, I get teary because it was that moment where I was like, you understand how much this day means to me and you made it a big part. And we, he and I laugh, like we're going to dance to the same song when he gets married. Like this is our song. And every time it comes on, it brings me back to that moment of his little cute little nine-year-old face, you know, and us dancing and him looking up to me and just how much love and then like you said I think about dancing at his own wedding and I get so 
emotional and it's a good emotion, right? Like it's that I hope he finds the happiness and I hope I've taught him how to be a good partner. And I hope he's learned how to communicate through things that I've done with his dad and I've done with Tom and, and that they can figure that out. But he's still my baby and he, he still comes, talks to me. Like, I think that's the one thing I really worry about is my kids not feeling like they can come talk to me about things when they're struggling in their relationships. And sometimes I, you know, I think about why we go to our friends right away when we're struggling in relationships, right? Because we don't want our family members to judge that we are having a problem in our relationship. And so how do I have that conversation with my kids of, I'm always going to love you and I'm always going to, you know, the person you pick I want to be that sounding board if you're having some issues because I've been through my fair relationships and I can maybe give you some insight on things that will work. And especially for my son, I'm a woman. I know how crazy we can be. <laughs> you know, I I think that's really important. And, and to go back to what you said about having those conversations with your kids about sexuality and sex and and I was laughing about the conversations that Lizzie and I have had. And that was one of the things too, that I did differently than my mother. My mother grew up in a, in a very, very, very modest home. They didn't talk about that stuff. You know, you didn't get undressed in front of your parents. You didn't, you were very, very private. I'm the opposite. I'm like totally the opposite. And in my house growing up, I mean, it was Lizzie and I most of the time, Right. you know, we're always walking around without clothes on. And we have always had that relationship. That was something that I vowed to do differently was to, to be open and to be that sounding board and to be the parent that I want you to trust. And if you tell me the truth, there's never, there's never that harsh consequence or there's never anger. Disappointment may be in, if, in choices you have made but not anger. I won't come at you with anger if you come to me with truth. Right. We'll deal with whatever that is. Yep. And that's always been the case for us. And it, it's made for a very trusting relationship on both sides. And, and also being a single mom, Lizzie has also been a sounding board for me too. And there's probably people out there that would say, you know, you should never talk to your kids about your relationships but she's probably given me some of the best advice I've ever had. So surprisingly, well, she probably knows you better than anybody. She knows me better than anyone. And she's honest with me. It's not like she comes to my rescue or defense of the other person. And just because I'm mom, there's a lot of times that she really calls me out on my shit. Mm-hmm. And she, cause she sees it in a way sometimes that I don't see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that too. And, and like you said, you know, when she has a partner and she has a husband, I want to be, I want to be the person she comes to, to say, Oh, this is what's going on. Or I'm not happy with this. Or we had a fight and not be the judgmental one that just goes to that mama bear defensive. Like I'm going to put my arms around you and nobody's going to hurt my baby girl. It's to give you wisdom because I've lived through multiple marriages and multiple relationships And that here's some advice, you can take it or leave it. And here's some things I've learned along the way, you can take it or leave it. Yeah, 
you know, and I think back to my, I have some amazing daughter-in-laws and not that, and just my role has always just been, I'm here for you and I'm going to listen to you and you can vent because I think sometimes, especially in relationships, men tend to be fixers. And so as women in a new marriage are trying to navigate new marriage and new parenthood, their spouse is trying to fix things when in actuality, they just need someone to tell them things are going to be okay and to give a hug, right? Like my daughter-in-laws work so hard and they all bring such wonderful different things to our families. And I just want them to know that I see how hard they're working and that they're, you know, raising these beautiful families. And each one, we all have our own issues in our marriage and we all have our own communication styles that don't always work. And so sometimes just having that person that, you know, just knowing that there's unconditional love and I think that's just the things I, even my, my teenagers today, right? Like, I love you and don't go do stupid shit. Like, that's the new mantra right now is make good choices. Every time Lady leaves the house, she's like, mom, I know. And I'm like, but do you, like, yeah. don't do stupid shit. I really wanted to find her a keychain for a gift that said, don't do stupid shit, love mom. I'm pretty sure you can have that made. Right. I'm going to totally have that made and give it to her because I'm just like, they're, they don't think. I mean, even the 20 year old kids don't think, right? Like, they're, sure. They're That's so the thing. Maturing. They're maturing. Their brains are maturing. Their bodies are still maturing. They're, they're just still out there learning in the world. Like, that's what they're doing. And, and, you know, we're, we're going to keep their own path. I think, yeah. It's been one of the hardest things for me to swallow this year is my daughter hates school. I loved it. I loved everything about school. I loved being the 4.0 student and, you know, having all the teachers love me and just doing all the stuff. And she's just, it's not her thing right now. And that's really like having her figure that out on her own. I think sometimes as a parent, that's honestly, that's been my biggest challenge is I had a vision for my kid. Mm -hmm. and she's not following that vision. So I can't force her into that. And I think sometimes you, I see so many parents sometimes that have had this, what they want their kid to look like, and they continue pushing that. And it's not what the kid wants at all. Well, so, it goes back to that book that we, we dropped into the show notes on the single parenting episode from Dr. Wendy Mogul of if you're, if you want your child, you, you know, you have a child and from birth and you just keep watching, you're thinking, um, they're going to be a lawyer. They're going to be a doctor. They're going to be this famous artist. They're going to be this. And your kid comes to you in their teenage years and they're like, you know what? I just want to bake bread. I just want to make cakes. I just, you know, want to go dumpster diving and help the homeless. I just, you know what? What you want for your children, out of it, and right, what you want for your children is not is not always what is going to be for them. They have to figure out what works for them. They have to figure out what feels good for them, and sometimes that involves failures in order to find success. And the best thing that we can do as parents is to always let them know that they are loved and supported. Right, and they and always have a place here, and they, you know, yeah. I mean, our kids are going to screw up. They're going to have a lot of, they're going to fail a little bit, especially in the ages that they are. Um, it was so fun when we were out in Utah visiting our family out there. 
our 23-year-old has just taken a new job. And it was the first time he saw for himself a different future. Mm-hmm. He's in sales now. Um, you know, he, I think he had been told, telling himself a story. I didn't go to college. I'm going to be stuck in blue collar j- jobs and nothing against them. But he's like working with my hands and things like that. And then he was given this sales opportunity and is excelling. And he was like so excited to talk to us about it. Because I think for the first time, he saw a different future for his life. And Tom and I just looked at each other and we're like, holy crap, that was so much fun to wow. see him see what we see in him. Right. But he finally sees it in a different way. That's a, that must be a nice image. It was. It was so, it was one of my, like, when I think back of my, when I think about our conversations with him, it was. It's been one of my most fun conversations I've ever had because it was just fun to see him light up and the ideas that came and that, you know, I know I'm not going to do the sales job forever, but I'm getting all these skills. And I was like, right, then you can go on and do different sales jobs, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're not traveling all the time. There's so many opportunities and you are learning so many good skills that are going to make you a great employee, but even just you're setting yourself up for financial freedom, which is awesome. Yeah, I just I I love all of this conversation. And I think it's so important. And like we said, you know, I I, to wrap it up, I just want to say like some takeaways for me. And then I'd love for you to share with our listeners is, you know, as parents, it's our job to support our children. I don't mean always financially, but our children, as they grow up and become adults, part of success is failure. I, for me, this is a personal opinion. So just putting it out there. I believe that we have to, we can protect our children to a certain degree, but they have to stumble and fall in order to find what works for them and the best fit for them. So to be able to say, I love you. I'm here for you. You will always have a home. You won't always have my bank account. Because that's part of becoming an adult is learning how to manage your money. But I'm always going to be here to fall. You know, I'm not going to let you fall to the, to, to the rock bottom. Um, and then also for me is, you know, just the joy of just learning and, and seeing this, the little pieces of this future woman that I'm getting to experience. Um, and you know, I always used to say, you know, I'm mom first and I'm friend later and we've always been friends and we have these moments of best friends and we're really getting into that as she becomes her own adult is getting back to those moments of like, well, I'm always mom first, but we really share some of those really best friend moments. And I just, I cherish every second. And so I just put that out there, you know, support your kids, just make sure they know that you love them. Let them find, let them figure out who they want to be, what they need for themselves. Absolutely. And, you know, I, my takeaway is, especially where my kids are at the teenage years, this is not your time to be their best friend. This is, this is, honestly, this has been the time where I've had to really hold on to those boundaries with them and be like, sorry, you made a poor choice. Like, yeah, it's inconvenient for me too, but 
these are the consequences, whether they're good or bad, the consequences you get in life. So I think it's really easy sometimes to take the friend route when your kids are teenagers, but what they really need when they are teenagers is a knowing that you love them. Like, I think they need to know that regardless of what they do, you will always love them. They always have a safe space, but they also have to be able to feel, I mean, just like you said, Allie, they have to feel the consequences of their choices. We can't continue to protect our kids and then expect them to go out into the real world and know what it feels like to fail if they haven't failed in a place where they feel safe. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Because if we leave it up to where they spend their most time, which is at school and with their friends, they're not learning life skills. They're learning it from us. So we need to let them learn. So to everybody, thank you for joining us today for this redefining parenting as our children get older. And we want to hear from you. So please don't forget to rate and review, share the episodes with other parents that have their kids are getting older. We want to hear from you. We want your stories. They matter to us. And hey, you may have some great tips for us to use in our own relationships with our children. So please do share. Absolutely. We appreciate you so much for taking time to listen. And like Ali said, share your stories. We want to hear them. Thank you. See you next week. Until next time, friends. Thank you for listening to A Woman Redefined. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to things we mentioned in today's episode and to learn more about us, our sponsors, and where to find us on social media. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe, rate it, and give us a review. If you know someone who would enjoy our conversations, please share it with them. Today's episode was brought to you by Allie Roberts Coaching and Schillerland Consulting. Join us for next week's A Woman Redefined Real Talk with Allie and Tanya.